Good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. Today, I want to talk about social media. OMG. Social media. Uh, You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. But where would we be without social media? Well, firstly, uh, and in my opinion, most importantly, we wouldn't be as connected with family as we would like to be. If you're like me and your family lives all over Helter Skelter, social media has really been a platform for uh, staying connected, sharing in each other's lives, you know, seeing what's new and what's going on with them, looking at their children growing up or, you know, the renovations they've done on their house or as I like to do, living vicariously through their travels because I don't like to travel, but they do. And I love to look at their pictures. But then there's the negative of social media, the, the nasty, the ugly, the bashing. And then, you know, people often will think whatever they've read on social media is fact because it's out there. But social media really is just for fun. It's not for facts. And, you know, when we forget that key ingredient uh, to the recipe there for the value of social media platforms, we forget that, um, that every time we think something we've read on social media is a fact, it's negatively impacting our mental and emotional health. Truly it is. And when we use social media as it was intended as a way to stay connected with friends and family in a positive way, as a way to, you know, stay involved in each other's lives in a positive way. Um, you know, we we would be so much better off because we're using it to better our health and better our lives instead of, you know, using it to bash each other or snoop on people or, um, you know, sometimes people post these like funny reels or, memes or pictures or whatever. And sometimes they're just funny, like just funny. But if they've posted it, somebody thinks it's real. Like they must really, in fact, I have a friend who posted something about, you know, coworkers and I forget what the meme was, but it didn't look like she liked where she was working. And it was a funny, funny. And, um, she actually had to qualify that by saying, y'all, this is just funny. It's not personal. It's not, I like where I work. But the fact that she even had to do that, that, you know, we as a society have forgotten how to laugh unless it's at somebody's expense, that it's kind of sad. And, um, you know, because of that, people are on the defensive all the time, whether they're scrolling social media or they're posting to social media, they're immediately on the defensive about everything. And, um, you know, when we, when we do that, where, you know, if you're on the defense of doing it, why are you even using it? That's the number one question. But the number two question is, why are you posting something that isn't going to enhance somebody's life either through a laugh or, uh, wow, I didn't, I, that's a great idea or something thoughtful. Like I have, I don't know why I get these all the time, but I get, these little like, uh, life hack tidbits for teachers. I'm not a teacher, never been a teacher. Um, but I get them all the time. And so I have a handful of 
teachers, uh, some, some families, some just friends. But um, when I get these life hacks, I share them with them. You know, hey, thought this might be a help to you. They know I'm not a teacher. I'm not telling them how to do their job. I'm just sharing a life hack that I watched and thought, wow, that is a really good idea. And I'll share that with them or some, you know, heartfelt things. I, uh, again, I follow this lady down. I think she's in Alabama, but I'm not really a hundred percent for sure. But, um, she has, uh, this closet that she stores, uh, donations in. She collects food and toiletries and all kinds of things from all over. People donate, bring in whatever, mail to her. And she has this comfort closet that, you know, anybody in the school, whether they're in her class or not, is able to come and use. And if they're, you know, there's a little bit of a food challenge or food shortage in their home, you know, they're able to take some food home if so they're not hungry. Or if, you know, maybe they, their family doesn't have a lot of money. And so toiletries are kind of skim, you know, if they need, you know, deodorant or toothbrush or toothpaste or brush their hair, you know, cause reality is some children are being raised in a home where those things aren't a priority and they're self-conscious about it. They know these things need to be attended to, but it's not available in their home it's available in that comfort closet. Um, and then, you know, some of the children have even gone so far as to offer suggestions, you know, could we maybe put a basket in the little girl's room with all the necessities for coming of age so that they don't have to be embarrassed to come ask. And as a forethought to all those things, um, she shared on social media that that closet is not just for, those needy things where people will be noticed. Um, she keeps all of her rewards in there as well. So every child every day is getting some kind of a reward for something, whether they get a sticker or a little bracelet or a piece of candy or whatever her situation is, but it's all in that closet. So when they're in that closet getting their reward, she also says to them, is there anything else in here you need while you're here? And she points out, you know, the different things. We've got food, breakfast, lunch, toiletries. Do you need anything else while you're here? And if they say no, she says, okay, well, you're all done. Have a good day. And off they go. Sometimes they'll come and say, "Could I? do you have any chapstick? Could I have a chapstick? And she's like, absolutely. In the comfort closet, get whatever you need. And so when they're in there getting their chapstick, they might also get themselves a snack or some can of, you know, SpaghettiOs for dinner because they didn't want to ask for the SpaghettiOs, but they're hungry. And the things, as she points out, that are in that closet are not things that children would take frivolously, like SpaghettiOs. <laughs> they're hungry. They will take the SpaghettiOs. And, or if they need a hairbrush, that kind of thing. And she has made it as uh, unintimidating and welcoming and easy and unjudgmental as possible. That's the value of social media. Those ideas you can pass along. But when you see somebody, um, you know, maybe posting, uh, pictures or videos of them with their children and how they're playing at the park, that's not a, a 
opportunity for you to tell them all the things they did wrong. Uh, your children should have, you know, had a helmet on or they should have had knee pads on or they should have been wrapped in bubble wrap. I mean, let them raise their children how they see fit. And it may not be your way, but it doesn't necessarily make it the wrong way. But social media should be for fun. If you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything positive to contribute, don't contribute anything at all. But when you use it as a weapon, and that's really kind of how some people use it as a weapon to, you know, uh, verbally assault people or, you know, judge people or to, you know, uh, broadcast all that they have. That's when it goes from being fun media to fake media. And, you know, it, it kind of puts people in a, in a, uh, uncomfortable situation where they feel like their life doesn't measure up or their life isn't good enough. And again, you know, you want to surround yourself with positive, encouraging, uplifting people and look at social media for what it can do to benefit you, not how you can use it and weaponize it against other people. Um, and so that is, you know, that challenge is, you know, something I think we could all need a refresher on. Um, you know, I look at, uh, that time hop memory that comes up on Facebook and 10 years ago, my posts were so different than they are now. 14 years ago, they were so different than they are now. And I look at, um, some of those posts from 14 years ago and I go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I posted that. And, you know, 14 years ago, I was kind of short-sighted on things, I guess, because some of those posts were really passive aggressive. And I, you know, I look at them and shake my head now going, oh my gosh, but I've grown through what I've gone through. And I use social media now much better than I ever did. And also coincidentally, much more sparingly than I ever did. Uh, because it's, you know, the reality is the whole world doesn't want to hear from me every day. I know it's a shocker. I can't believe it either, but they don't want to hear from me every day. And so, you know, I use it literally, as I said, to stay in touch with family. We've got family in Ohio. I talk to via social media, family in California that I talk to via social media, friends in Texas that I talk to via social media. And that is the value to social media. I was able to see my friend's daughter literally get engaged because that guy brought, you know, invited his parents and her parents on their date. And that date was when he proposed. So they all got a front row seat to it. I got to see that on the video and that was so special. And, you know, I have, uh, I, he's not really my friend, but I know him, but uh, one of my daughter's friends, um, he and his husband just, um, had a baby girl via a surrogate and I got to see all of her first pictures and just how beautiful she is and how they're adapting to parenthood. And that's the value of social media versus, you know, um, judging them because, uh, maybe they didn't sterilize the bottles or whatever. For the record, there actually has been a video of them boiling the heck out of bottles and nipples and rings. And so, yes, that baby's plenty protected from germs, but you know, it could have been anything. Um, 
And so you, I think that this, this podcast this week is really meant to be a reminder, uh, a suggestion that you reevaluate how you're using social media and what you're getting from social media. Is it bringing some value to your life or is it causing you mental stress and, and, you know, anguish and, you know, causing you to really have self-doubt and loathing? Are you weaponizing social media and going on the attack to people? Are you blessing people with something, something encouraging, something beautiful, something positive, uh, whether it's a puppy or a, a garden or, you know, pictures of a waterfall or, you know, some fancy dinner you're, you made or whatever it is, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you following? And what are you getting from that relationship? Because it is a relationship. If they're on your social media, that is a relationship, whether you want to admit it or not, because anything you put out there is theirs for the taking. Anything you stick online is the whole world's for the taking. It's out there in cyberspace to be used and weaponized and however people see fit. So be choosy about who you have. I go through my social media pretty regularly. And if I don't speak with you and have a conversation with you or really interact with you and, you know, maybe you were on there because I had a party, an event, and, you know, you came to the event via somebody else, but you wanted the pictures or the information. So you were on there because of that, but you don't get to stay because we're not friends. Um, and so after that, I'll go through and delete all the people because, you know, I don't need everybody to know all about my life, but you know, the important thing is to remember fun versus fact, uh, value versus disservice. And, you know, are you getting the most from social media using it as it was intended, or are you doing the most harm with social media? So that's your challenge, you know, evaluate for yourself. I'm in no place to judge, but, uh, that's your challenge for the week to see, you know, what you can do about your perspective on social media and, uh, make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous. Have a good one, everybody.